Hello and welcome to Disturbing Behavior. I'm Denise. I'm Amanda. And tonight we have continuing our conversations on Miss Eileen Warnos. We're going to talk about her as far as movies in the media. So movies and everything else that have been created Books, about her. Yeah, the whole whole nine yards. Now we all know about the movie Monster. That was, was actually really movie. good. Charlize Theron was really amazing in that. She really was. Like, I had a really hard time movie. believing that was her. Yeah, she did. Yes, she really she did as well. Yeah, they both really transformed themselves. But there is a another movie that came out in 2021. I'm reading about it on imdb.com. Eileen Warnos, American Boogie, Wo- uh, Boogie Woman. So Yeah, I've been wanting to see that really bad because there's also a male version for Ted Bundy. It's called American Boogeyman. Yeah, and it's it's one of the you can rent it on Amazon Prime Music. I'm sorry, Amazon Prime Video. This is rent buy from three ninety nine. I'm too cheap for that, so I'm not doing that. So yeah. wait till it comes out on Netflix. Yeah, eventually Netflix <laughs> or Hulu. Yeah, I have enough patience, and you know the attention span of a gnat. So you know, I'll forget. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I do want to read this top review about <laughs> Eileen Warnos, American Boogie Woman. <laughs> okay. Almost a big tragedy as Eileen's life. I really don't understand the point of this movie, why they even made it. It's almost as if they had another script with just a run-of-the-mill thriller and just attached Eileen's name to it. <laughs> Nothing about this movie is true to life, except the fact that, yes, Eileen has been married to a millionaire at one point in her relationship, and the relationship ended after she hit this older man with his old walking cane. This movie is such a tragedy, since the girl playing Eileen actually does a very good job at that. The entire movie is just a treasure trove of missed opportunity. They pitched it as a prequel to the movie, Monster, but then why not also make it that? For instance, they had her brother in there for maybe a few minutes, but there's more to that story. She did not kill her brother like this movie suggests. I mean, I love reviews like that because somebody, I'm telling you, whoever wrote this review that is on IMDb, they were obviously somebody who was committed to like real crime and like into that type of stuff. (laughs) So this movie apparently offended their sensibilities. (laughs) I just wanted to share that. (laughs) How dare they? (laughs) <laughs> i love those type of reviews you know it's honest you know you know somebody was oh, like yeah. you know this All movie right. sucks don't waste your yep. money yep yep so wait for it to come out on netflix yeah we just saved y'all 3.99 <laughs> the thing that i found most interesting did you know there is an opera i you know what when you brought that up and i was like wait till we start recording I'm not, like, an opera fan. I'm not somebody who would go and, like, watch the opera or ballet or anything like that. I'd be all in on this, okay? Right. <laughs> all in. It is simply called Warnos, and I am on a website called sfgate.com. It's called Lesbian Serial Killer Eileen Warnos Inspires New Opera. <laughs> and this says... <laughs> yeah. This says, quote... Eileen moves between jail cell, jury room, and the back roads where she shoots her first victim. 
A jury remains on stage throughout, functioning as an accusatory Greek chorus, never letting us forget the concrete consequences of murder. Jury members also double as the grandparents, lover, adopted mother, lawyer, victim's family, reporters, and policemen. End quote. Now, is this so I just found that really... Is there... Is this just something that's being performed in theaters, or is this something that can be watched on, like, Netflix, Hulu, or... Yeah, no, I'm sure it's just theaters. I mean, this came out in 1999. I didn't see anything about it in, you know, on Netflix or anything like that. So I highly doubt that it would be. But, you know, it even starts, and this this got me too, it even starts with Eileen Warnos, the Florida highway hooker. <laughs> Is that your job? <laughs> I, right? I feel personally attacked. <laughs> oh boy so this was written by composer carla lucero and a host of other women intent on creating opera for the 21st century so there you have it there's an opera based on eileen's life now I've made it my mission to find said opera, so. Right? <laughs> I'm dying to see it now. So there's, let's see, there's an episode of Mind of a Monster that was based on Eileen. Are you typing? Yes, I'm looking up the opera. <laughs> I can listen. I have ADHD and ADHD. I can search and listen to you at the same time. <laughs> oh, you are so talented because i'm not sure i can do that <laughs> so let's see there's you know books based on her life there's monster my true story you can get that on amazon or kindle we've got let's see there's the serial killer series one titled eileen warnos the damsel of death found that pretty interesting eileen life and death of a serial killer that was in 2003 that's on imbd Let's get back to Monster. I think Monster's the most popular movie. That is my ankle. You do not need to lick my ankle. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I think that is the... I can't spell opera. O-P-E-R-A. <laughs> that would be why. No, I don't want operative. I, want, I don't want to watch the operative. Computers are so stupid. I'm just saying. Why can't they just well, know what know. we're thinking? Yeah, well, I'm also really high, so there is that. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Well, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. Yes, so. yes, there are. You can do a quick search on that, and I'm looking at a uh, a documentary. <laughs> there we go again. A documentary <laughs> <laughs> uh, called "Eileen: Life and Death of a Serial Killer." Um, so those of you that like documentaries, you'll probably like mm -hmm. that. You know, I have to be in the mood for a documentary. It, there are times that I will binge documentaries, and then there are times I'm just like, nah, not today. Yeah, I just, and it also has to be how it's presented, too, you know? Right. So. That's true. That's true. Sometimes they're, I don't know, like, I used to be really into, like, forensic, forensic files. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I can watch it and sometimes I get bored with it. I think sometimes I just need a break from it, you know? Yeah. It, I did have to watch. There was, I used to be a real big fan of, of CSI. Of course, that was back 
got way back in like the early 2000s before I I was absolutely insane. And I majored in biology in undergrad for about a semester. <laughs> because I, after watching CSI, I was convinced that I wanted to do crime scene investigations. You know, it was really interesting. I didn't realize you had to have a background in biology. Can you see me doing biology? I was <laughs> bored out of my skull. And then I took a, I did take a crime scene investigation class. I swear to God, leave my was, fucking feet alone. I'm not touching your fucking feet. Well, uh, your your client over here, Miss Piper, <laughs> believe that is a sexual assault there. Unwanted hey. contact. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> where where were Squirrel? I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, so I took the CSI class, right? And it was actually a really cool class. However, there are, you know, you learn everything about what goes into processing a crime scene. So the things I loved, getting the fingerprints, getting the tire tracks, walking, walking the grid, you know, looking for evidence, collecting the evidence, that stuff was fun do you know it wasn't fun vacuuming a square inch of carpet at a time and then dumping the contents into an evidence bag so that you can process it later you know what else wasn't fun <laughs> having to draw out the crime scene to scale and putting exactly where the furniture is to scale like to the oh, inches what? how far away it is from the wall how far away it is from the coffee table. <laughs> my, my would just be a bunch of stick people. <laughs> my drawing is so bad, it would just be a bunch of sticks. Oh, Little X's. Mine is horrendous. Is Use your imagination. <laughs> this was back before, like, everybody had laptops. So I'm doing it on, like, little grid paper. And I'm a, I'm a terrible artist. So I was getting so frustrated. You remember the you get those little yes. pegs and we get the blue pegs and the pink pegs. The victim was here. <laughs> victim here. No, get down. Yes, Max, get down, please. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how mine looked. I mean, it was terrible. And I hated that. So so then that ruined, I got to tell you, though, that ruined CSI for me. Because I'm sitting there watching CSI and I'm like, you can't walk this crime scene like that. There would never only be two people processing a crime scene. Where the hell's your grid? Why aren't you walking the grid? Why are you touching everything? You don't have gloves on. What the hell's the matter with you? yeah oh see but i'm that way dave will not watch any type of medical drama or anything with me because i'm like wrong (laughs) no you're wrong nope oh that doesn't fucking happen nope (laughs) wrong (laughs) that is not how that works that is not how that works like no it has to do with i've i've been so blessed to work with so many amazing nurses and nurse practitioners 
that I picked up so much of that stuff. And I have such a respect for what they do because of that. And I think it's vice versa too, because they understand what I do as a caseworker. So Mm -hmm. I'll sit there and be like, that is not, no, that's not what that's called. (laughs) And Dave's just like, we're not watching this anymore. We're done. (laughs) We're done. We're not doing this. I'm like, nope, sorry, you can't do that. That's not how Baker Act works. Nope, 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 no. Right. And he's just like, can you shut the fuck up and watch the movie? So They're doing it wrong. I can't, it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I am neurodivergent. This is wrong. <laughs> this is not going to end well for anybody. No. We're done. Turned off. I can't even watch this anymore. Yes. Yeah, we'll idiots. go on to Cribble and Minds, and I'll be like, mm, every once in a while, I'm like, mm, but really, though? Yeah. <laughs> mm. So you've got that from that? Hmm. Okay. You know, and the sad thing is, I still watch Law & Order, even mm-hmm. though I am familiar mm-hmm. with all the police procedures, and I'm familiar with all the legal procedures, and yet I still found myself watching it, mm-hmm. even though I can sit there and go, that's not right. They lied. <laughs> that would never happen that way wrong (laughs) god hold on i have to empty a half bottle of air freshener because no his butt stinks (laughs) (laughs) oh my god make something crawled up and died i don't know why you're getting mad (laughs) don't look at me like that (laughs) yeah point it that way Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> well, so. the blooper reel will be hysterical. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> be just three minutes of us snorting laughing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which way was I? <laughs> I can't tell anymore. <laughs> is that a trick question is it both of them i don't know i don't know <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right let's get getting back to i i you know the what was it 2002 2003 when monster came out 2000 it's a good question i was looking yeah. at something else that said 2003 yeah so Charlize Theron, yeah, Charlize Theron, you know, hands down a beautiful woman. I mean, you, there, there's no two two ways about it. She is she's just elegant and very pretty, and you know, I don't hear anything really negative about her. I'm sure somebody will correct me on that, but she really transformed herself. Yeah, she, the transformation in that movie was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. And then Christina Ricci, who did that too. I mean, she was in there as as she portrayed the the girlfriend, Mm -hmm. Ty. And, you know, she is also another, I mean, just gorgeous. I love seeing her on social media where she like dresses up as Morticia Adams. And Mm -hmm. I think I speak for everyone when I say we need Christina Ricci as a, a Morticia Adams. I think we need that. I think. Oh, definitely. Deserves that. Yeah. Or as Elvira. Either or. I'm good with it. Oh, man. I still love Elvira. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So, 
they really transformed themselves to commit to the characters and they were very, very believable. Mm-hmm. And then the actor, I remembered his name and I forgot it, but the actor who portrayed her first victim, the first time I saw him, it was in, do you remember the old series on HBO called Oz? Yes. It took place in a prison. Yeah, that guy, the actor, it's going to drive me nuts. He played Beecher on Oz, who came in. He was the guy who went to jail for, he ran over a little girl when he was drunk. And then he gets taken advantage of by the guy who now does the farmer's commercial. We've seen a thing or two. You know? <laughs> we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Like he played like the savage neo-Nazi. But hmm. so the first time like I had seen that actor was in this role as Beecher, which was a very meek man, like somebody who was being victimized. And it was, it was, he did really well in that role. And then to see him, you know, this was the first time seeing him out of that role and for him to play somebody that violent and to do it like in such a scary, accurate way was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I love when I see a range with actors, you know, right where they play different roles and, and believable because I mean, I love Jason Bateman, but I swear to God, he plays Jason Bateman in every single thing he's in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just just his role. So, but yeah, they did a really good job with that. I think they did a really kind of a good job kind of portraying everybody in that, you know, but it takes the, the stance that, you know, she was assaulted in the first one. But I I really like that. So Lee Targison, Targison. Yes, that's it, Lee Targison. And you know what? He's from like Connecticut. Random oh, statement. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was impressive in that movie. So, and there are like a bunch of you know, as you were saying, there's a bunch of documentaries about her. And I just I can't help look at some of her interviews and some of her her videos where they're talking to her and they're saying, and, and she was deemed competent. Yeah, that still blows me away. My three psychiatrists. Yeah, like, I don't, what do you mean? Like, what is your, I don't know, like, that just really, that, I think it makes it much more, more troublesome. I'm going to stick your ass outside if you do that one more time. I didn't do anything, Mom. Good Lord, I'm running, I'm running out of air freshener, Noe. (laughs) I'm running out of air freshener. I'm going to tape a freaking dryer sheet to your butt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my lord oh man <sighs> yeah yeah I, there was something i was just gonna say and now i can't remember what it was i'm sorry no he's burning nasal hair out of my nose so <laughs> there's a burning sensation right now <laughs> my eyes want to start watering i can see the tears send help send air freshener <laughs> It's so wrong in here. (laughs) Oh my God. Noelle Elizabeth, I swear to God, right, too. My God. Don't give me that look. Don't look at me like that. Think butt. Why don't you go in Daddy's room and do that? That'd be a good place for that. Share that special smell with Daddy. No, go share it with Mom. Okay. I'm sorry. Where were we? What were we doing? That's okay. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. 
but I think that's about all the media that I can think of anyway. You know what I find interesting about her because there's been so many portrayals of her in the media and there's been movies and things like that. I think that if you watch all of it, you would collectively get a better picture of what happened because some Mm -hmm. are really slanted in, you know, she was a victim herself and some are are slanted in that, you know, she is, she was a sociopath who had no cares for anybody. But I think that there's enough out there and just listening to her in her own videos where she talks about things and just, it's kind of heartbreaking. Like, yeah, you know, you feel, like I said, like I've said before, not that I am excusing what she has done. She's just the only one that I feel bad for, you know, and it's, right. it's not because she's a woman. It's because she'd been victimized. And if, if there had been a male that had been victimized and did what she did, I would still have the same level of sympathy. You know, if that was, if the backgrounds yeah. were the same abuse because it does happen to boys as well. You know, right. I just, it, it's again, so I, baffling because she got deemed competent. Yeah. You know, but you know, when I was working on my graduate degree, one of the things we had to learn was, you know, the meaning of competency in a legal sense. And there's a difference between competence to proceed and competence, you know, understanding what occurred during the time of the crime. Mm-hmm. So competence to proceed means that they understand what's happening. They can, but this is more in like a trial sense. So like, mm-hmm. for instance, in a trial sense, you know, the, the basis for the competency is, you know, do they understand the charges? Do they understand the consequences of the charges? Can they aid their defense attorney? You know, stuff like that in the sense of whether or not they understood the consequences of their acts at the time of the crime, that's a completely different matter. However, I think personally that when it comes to execution, because the law says that you can't execute a mentally ill individual. Mm -hmm. And in my personal opinion, she was very mentally ill. Oh, God, yes. That's why I'm, you know, not that I would use it as a defense, but should I don't feel that execution was warranted in this. I understand, right. you know, we, we talked about her opting for it. And, you know, at that point I said, I really feel like she just gave up. Like she, she'd just given up right. on life. But, and then you kind of kind of look at the quality of life. If she had spent several years in a good mental health facility, mm-hmm. would she have been able to heal or was she just so broken, you know, maybe being put to death was a blessing. Do you know, you know, that's a good question. And honestly, I'm a little surprised that she didn't attempt suicide prior to her execution, because I think she was just ready to go. And I think had she not been on the death penalty, that eventually she would have. I think once she had been incarcerated and once she, I think where, what was the final break for her was the betrayal by the girlfriend you know, that we talked about. I think that was it. And I, I wonder if that's why she just gave up, you know, when, when we talked with with Spencer and I keep wanting to call him Steven. I don't know why. (laughs) It is what it is. Uh, She didn't, you know, there was an article saying that she asked to be, she didn't want to sit in on her sentencing, her own sentencing. Mm -hmm. Like, 
just done, just done, you know, and, and I wonder, you know, if maybe she hadn't been betrayed like that, or if even after being betrayed like that, maybe going to a good facility, a facility that could help her and, you know, do some intense therapy, would she have been receptive to it? I mean, that's the other question. Would she have been receptive to help? Because she was like, we talked about with her marriage, that nine week fiasco, she had the opportunity to escape the life that she knew, (laughs) but she self-sabotaged. And, you know, if after she committed these murders, would she be receptive to this? Would she be acknowledging, you know, even if she was there for years, would she have any process or would she just, you know, die inside? And you, you talked about, you know, you're surprised she didn't, you know, try suicide. Suicide is very tough for people to actually go through with. You really have to be broken, broken. If she hadn't been on there, she might have. Right. And that's my point. I think that she was broken. To the point where she would have eventually mm-hmm. yeah. i mean why else does someone ask to be executed yeah i think that was easier because like i said some it it takes a lot your body's natural state is to stay alive mm-hmm. you know we all get intrusive thoughts and 99 of the time we do not act on them of course i get intrusive thoughts that are like grab the sharpie while dave's asleep but <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. Uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, to actually go through with it, it, that takes a lot. It takes a lot. And women are usually cleaner when they do attempt mm-hmm. suicide. Uh, they usually choose nonviolent measures, like, you know, typically medical overdose. And if they do, you know, do the slit the wrist, and I, of course, this is a big trigger warning. We'll have to put a trigger warning on this, this one. You know, they're usually a little cleaner. Boys are usually a little more successful because they choose more violent means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I think it's very hard and it's hard to say what goes through somebody's mind. Now, I don't know if if you're aware of it, but Dave's younger brother committed suicide. No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, he was only 15. Dave was 19 at the time. And, you know, it's... It's hard. It's hard to say what was what was going on with that. Mm-hmm. I have, if we ever want to go into urban legends or anything like that, his brother is listed in the haunts in Ohio. Uh, oh. The place that he passed away is considered haunted. I do. I have heard. Now, I didn't. Dave and I did not grow up together. I never met his little brother. Dave and I have been together for fourteen years, so it's it's been a while. But I've heard rumors. About possible foul play, but we can always talk about that in a different episode. But it's very hard to actually go through with that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, she was so broken. I don't think she had the strength to do that to herself. And I think where you have people who commit what they call suicide by cop, where they Mm -hmm. intentionally get into a situation, an altercation where they draw on the police knowing. That if you yeah, know that they're going to die, police, yeah, you're going right. to die. They're going to shoot you. And I think that was kind of like she pulled her own suicide by cop mm-hmm. by saying, just, just put me to death. You know, yeah. she was tired of fighting. State. Yeah. You know, she just didn't want to do it anymore. And I don't think she had it in her or maybe she didn't even think of like, you know, taking her own life. Maybe she just, she didn't want to be alive, but she didn't know how to, you know, end herself. So 
I did this, even if she didn't, even if she was only defending herself with the first one and maybe didn't even do any of the other ones, I think she just broke and was done, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that's it. Yes. And on that funny. sad note, so, I think yeah. this episode's going to come to a conclusion. Yeah. I don't have any rooster stories, so. No? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. No, I'm just... But, just say it you know <laughs> not this <laughs> if you have enjoyed this podcast so far be sure to give us a five-star rating and send us a comment on facebook or twitter instagram and uh, join us next week and we'll be starting on craig price uh, he was from my hometown so i'm mm -hmm. looking forward to discussing his case and remember folks when we get to a million it's live edible time you don't want to be all in on that. <laughs> you will not want to miss that, I promise. Yeah. So tell your friends. Yes. <laughs> tell everyone, go listen to the lunatics. One of them's always high and she's got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> some of it makes sense. But, you know. but only some of it. Yeah, <laughs> so don't get too excited. Yeah. And, and look for the blooper reels, which will be coming out. So Yeah, we'll be doing yeah. blooper reels. We're probably going to have that up on our exclusive content yeah and try and get that set up in a couple weeks yeah it'll be and exciting if you've ever wanted to hear us laugh till we started so you know <laughs> that's on there <laughs> maybe hear some conversations between our husbands yeah yep. yeah just a few things you know yeah me encouraging brian to, to strip you know yeah, <laughs> just fun things <laughs> we get to listen to uh denise's dog fart oh my god my eyes are still burning it's not funny. I might die. That's <laughs> I don't have any nasal hair anymore. Oh, I am defenseless. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Be safe. <laughs> Bye.